Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Is John Tobacco on the phone? Fantastic. John Tobacco, Wall Street expert, Newsmax contributor. Uh, from what I know, but you don't have to comment, uh, John. You have made a multiple, multiple killings on Wall Street. Congratulations. Uh, John, welcome. How are you? Greg, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So, uh, John, uh, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Man, we're in the middle of a bank crisis. We got uh, most of the mainstream media doing all they can to be apologists and keep people calm, which is good. But people need to be on heightened alert. People need to stay nimble right now. I would suggest I'm not a financial advisor, but where you have an opportunity to be in cash, I'd be in cash. It keeps you in the most nimble position. Um, but what we're seeing here, Greg, is we're seeing years and years of government easing, printing money, lending it to banks at 0% interest, and then the banks were buying treasuries, collecting 2% interest, so it was an easy trade. Now with rates at 4% to combat inflation, all the banks are underwater on that treasury paper, and that's why they're blowing up one by one. All right. Now, number one, is this Biden's fault? I would say it's uh, it's the inflation's his fault and the reaction to fight the inflation. And it's it's massive spending. It's the stimulus bills, it's the Inflation Reduction Act and all this other stuff that we printed so much money that's kind of caused this hyperinflation. And that's put the Fed in a place where they have to raise rates to fight inflation and raising rates is what is now blowing up the bank. So, yes, it is Biden's fault, but it's also 10 years worth of the Fed, you know, lending out money to banks at zero. <laughs> um, all right. Now, I hear some people saying, well, you know, uh, Trump repealed essentially Dodd-Frank, uh, which is banking regulations. I don't know what was in Dodd-Frank. I do know it had some Democrat support. Dodd-Frank, um, repealing it, that is, re- repealing Dodd-Frank had Democrat support. What what do you make of that? If Dodd Frank, tell us what it is, and if it were in effect, would that have stopped this? Well, look, uh, Dodd Frank, like much legislation passed, with probably ninety percent of the legislators not even knowing what was in there. The big ballyhoo at the time was that they wanted to put more controls on banks, more risk assessments, so that they wouldn't blow up and be too big to fail. But Greg, the uh, the funny thing that really happened is Signature Bank, which is the bank that also blew up over the weekend. Believe it or not, the author of the Dodd-Frank bill, Barney Frank, is on the board of directors of Signature Bank. So whether Trump repealed it or not, you had the guy who wrote the bill sits on the board of Signature and they blew up. So, you know, this is why people don't trust our legislature anymore. Oh, that's 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 pretty wild. All right. A couple of other things. Number one, um, the executives there at SVB are said to be very woke, very politically correct. There was some woman who was in charge of DEI, diversity, equity and inclusion. But she also had a big role in the financial uh, aspect. And she said some crazy stuff. And they had crazy woke policies regarding employees and safe spaces and all that stuff. Do you think that played a role here? I think it played a tremendous role, and we're seeing this across many, many stocks. And if you look at Nike, you look at Netflix, you look at Disney, as soon as they went all in on the whole woke agenda, they proved the axiom, go woke, go broke. And you start wondering, Greg, when most of America's depositors' life savings are at stake, 
should the management of the 15th largest bank in the world be focused on the risk on their balance sheet, protecting their investors, their, their depositors' capital, or should they be focusing on the environment, climate, and how much, how many, you know, how much carbon monoxide is going into the uh, universe? I personally want to invest in companies, and most people should that spend the bulk of their time, like a hundred percent, trying to get them the best possible returns. And the main thing that investors care about and depositors in a bank is preservation of capital. And every time they take their eye off the ball for that stuff, it leads to stuff like this. Let's go. I spoke to you a while ago. Do me a favor. The FDIC, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, I think it stands for. uh, How much money do they have on hand? Well, the FDIC right now has $225 billion on hand for these type of situations if a bank cracks here and there. The problem with that is that's about 1.25% of all the deposits in the U.S. Deposits in the U.S. right now are at $22 trillion. So every little next one is going to come to a point where the FDIC says, we don't have any more money. And then when Joe Biden keeps saying taxpayers aren't going to pay for this, He's lying again because what they're going to do is they're going to print more money, they're going to cause more inflation, and then the Fed is going to have to keep raising rates, and the more they raise rates, the more banks will blow up. So we're in kind of this governmental conundrum right now where they can't get out of their own way without hurting someone. And I think they call it a a Mexican firing line when everybody (laughs) stands in a circle. (laughs) Is it possible he was saying that uh, a private bank bank will come in and buy this thing and that will kind of reset things, and it would not be a taxpayer loss, and they could rebuild from there. Could that be what he was getting at? Well, look, I, I don't I don't think Joe Biden even knows what he's saying. I'm sure somebody handed him a bunch of notes. But, no, Greg, I mean, look, there's always going to be the bargain hunters and the scavengers out there who want to pick up the pieces and vulture the carcass of the dead bank. But, um, no, it's not going to it's not going to alleviate any of those problems. And, by the way, the only way that it would is a potential buyer would come in and buy it at a discount, and then they'd probably negotiate a deal with the with the Fed or the Treasury or both um, to guarantee 100% of, of the people's deposits or to accept 100 cents on a dollar on the Treasuries that are worth 50 cents. So yeah. in any instance, somehow or another, we the people – We'll pay the price for it. Now, John Tobacco, let me ask you this, because I got a lot of callers who are telling me that the uh, the people who have over $250,000 are not entitled to get their money back. And I know letter of the law, that might be true, but I'm upset not at the depositors. I'm upset at the uh, at the managers and Biden probably and all the regulators, but not the depositors. And I do feel that in a just world, they are entitled to all of their money back. How do you come down on that? Well, look, Greg, I'm a capitalist, okay? And no matter how much of a capitalist you are, when you enter into a contract, you should read all the fine print. And that's why I would remind people to educate themselves on this stuff. You signed an agreement with the bank saying, yes, I understand that I'm only guaranteed up to $250,000. If you are lucky enough to have over that amount of money in a bank, then to mitigate that risk, what you need to do is put it in separate accounts or open an account at another bank but do not keep more than $250,000 in one bank account. 90%, 90% of the depositors at Silicon Valley had more than 250. Uh, 90%. Now, if banks, if most people did that, or people who had those kinds of means, 
you know, if, if nobody had an account above 250, what would that do to the banking industry? Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Well, look, um, 97% of Silicon Valley's depositors had over 250. But I would just say, look, to regular people out there where a lot of this stuff flies over your head, um, do a little housekeeping today. Sit down with the missus. Figure out if we're lucky enough to be over 250. Are we set up right? Open a couple of new accounts and spread out your risk on the banks. But no matter what, you have an explicit guarantee from the government and the FDIC that you're covered up to 250. So if you are lazy and you keep more than that in one account and your bank fails, yes, I don't want to see any American get hurt. But at the same time, as a capitalist in corporate America, you signed a contract. You should be looking out for your money more than the bank, if you ask. Who knew putting your money in the bank could be so risky, you know? I mean, uh, wow. What's that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, people don't realize, even in, when you go in a bank, um, if you're over 250, you're not guaranteed. So, you know, my grandfather, Angelo, used to say, forget about those banks. Put the money in the chock full of nuts can, bury it under the tomato garden, and you're <laughs> safe, and you'll have beautiful tomatoes. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. One more thing. If I mean, the whole damn system seems to be, I mean, I don't want to call it a Ponzi scheme, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's been like this for, for centuries, right? I mean, there's never enough money around to cover all the depositors, right? I mean, that's just... If there, nobody would, they wouldn't be able to make loans if, if they had the money ready to give back to the depositors at any given time, right? Unfortunately, most people don't realize that the core of the fractional reserve banking system we use, no matter how much money's in the bank, the bank only has to keep 10% of that on hand. The other 90%, they can go out and either invest or make loans, and they have to do it in specific type securities. Yeah. Government-issued treasuries are qualified under that. Um, just little did they know that the rates that they were getting paid were going to double since they did it, and that's what's got this bank and many others kind of running for the hills right now. John Tobacco, amazing stuff. I'll see you. Uh, you'll see John on my show tonight on Newsmax at 10 p.m. 